Greetings, Eelboy Genius here, and welcome to the Over the Top Podcast, the most brutally honest and offensive podcast for freelancers, coaches, consultants, and professional service providers of all flavours who are sick to the back teeth of being led on, fobbed off, given the runaround and goated by time-wasted wannabes, tie kickers, and price-buying window shoppers. And if you're brave enough to be a maverick and swim against the glutinous tide of Me Too mediocrity, and you're happy to ruffle feathers, step on toes, and slaughter sacred cows, then gird your loins, pin back your ears, and pay attention. If you need to urge it, or you just want any of the resources we mentioned in the podcast, email holly at growyourbusinessfast.co.uk and she'll take care of you. I'm a father, so I take a cut. Anyway, let the mayhem begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Excuse Connor, he's being a bit fucking flighty. You know why? You know why Connor's being why? flighty? Because why? because Connor's eating massive amounts of humble pie at the moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It takes a strong man to be able to hold their hands up and say, <laughs> "Funny you should say that." Oh. <coughs> Sarah and I just fed the feral, and I was saying, "Oh." We were laughing. I was laughing about the call we just had at 10 o'clock with you, me and Holly. I were taking the piss out of it. And I says, Connor, Holly and I have been really smug with Connor at the moment. And Connor said, next time I get any bright ideas about technology, just slap me. And he, he said, she actually, I'm paraphrasing, but Sarah actually said, it, it, it shows what a strong person is. I've got to admit that he was wrong. I said, yeah, absolutely. And he says, and we are taking the piss, but and we are being smug, but there's no element of backbiting in there. It's no, just, it's no, just it's not. This is what blokes do, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just banter. It's fun. It'd be wrong if you didn't take the piss out of me. There'd be something strange going on. I, I'm, on, yeah. on that topic, I've been thinking about... I actually had a kind of conversation over WhatsApp voice message with, with a lady friend of mine. and Because uh, we both saw this post on LinkedIn where there was a bloke apologising on behalf of all other men the way women are treated. Well, you know, he can apologise for himself if he likes, but he doesn't need to apologise to me. I don't know if he's apologised for. And if I ever do, I'll apologise myself. I'm quite capable of doing that. And I, I couldn't help but observe yesterday, and we, we've had this conversation before, we've, we've lost something. You probably still haven't even noticed because you're so young. But in my lifetime, I think men have lost something. You know, we, we've got, you know, if you want the two extremes, you've got young people, young men and women, to be fair, young men and women in the Ukraine, putting on uniform, taking up arms, 19, 20 years old, to defend their homeland. Then they're dying for it. And then over here, we've got adults, actual grown men and women, shouting and screaming and crying, getting upset and outraged because somebody's accidentally used the wrong fucking pronouns. Something has gone seriously wrong in our society. And a lot of it, I think, comes down to the way... Any form of masculinity these days is seen as toxic. So you get men who supplicate to women and they act like women, thinking, I suspect, it's the right on thing to do. And that may be a way to get some sex in against women's knickers. The fact is, most women despise those kinds of men. The only ones who don't are the loud fucking screeching harpies we see on LinkedIn. I deal with a lot of women, as you know. <clears throat> and most of them are just quiet going below the waves, below the surface, despising these fucking touchy-feely women 
And many of them don't actually realize they're not alone. Many of them don't actually realize um, there are lots and lots of women out there who prefer the company of men who are men. And this isn't about being macho, this is about being masculine. And one of the problems we face is that young children, boys and girls, don't spend anywhere near enough time in their formative years around strong, assertive, confident men. They just don't. So they grow up being upset by the wrong fucking pronouns. They grow up feeling the need to apologize for other people's behavior. They grow up with it with the need to fucking supplicate themselves and not have an opinion until it's approved by others, you know. It's pathetic and we are paying the price. Men learn restraint, or boys learn restraint as they transition into becoming men. They learn the, the limits of their own strength and how to, to rein it in. And also how to rein in their aggression up here from other men. They don't learn it from women. They learn it from other men, men who won't tolerate bad behavior towards women, bad behavior towards children. And what really boils my piss is you get women saying, we want men to help protect us from aggressive and abusive men. Fine, I got a problem with that. And most decent men would do it without even being asked. What boils my piss is when they say, and we want you to do it in this particular way. We want you to do it with negotiation and, and with love and empathy. You know, men know how to deal with abusive men already, thank you. You won't like it because it's violent, but you don't get to tell us what you want and how to do it. We know how to be men. We don't need to be told, and here's how you must treat these, these poor, underprivileged people who are abusing women. Yeah, we know how to do that already. You know? Violence is sometimes necessary and desirable, in my opinion. Now Connor's gone. Hello? He's frozen and it's not pretty. That could be me, actually, I suppose. No, it's not me. Where did you go? Hello. 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 You decided no to come idea back. what happened there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck me. So where did you where did you get to? My my rant. I had all of it. You you're right. Okay. I had all of it. Yeah. And <clears throat> part of the problem is this. I, I want to use the word dumbing down, although it's not strictly dumbing down. This this watering down of people's assertiveness and their, their lack of testicles, men and women alike, is this need to just try and suit and please everybody. 
so that everyone's your, everyone's a potential customer or client. You you can't say anything in your marketing or your business to to upset anyone because it triggers them. And, you know, like they're not adults and supposedly in charge of their own fucking emotions. You know, I've seen people posting on LinkedIn about a thing called sales shaming. So when people like me quite truthfully say, if you're not prepared to get out and sell yourself. Uh, you were doing yourself a disservice and you can't expect people to buy. That's apparently sales shaming because it's discrimination against those people. It triggers those people who feel uncomfortable selling themselves. Well, it's a fact. I don't give a fuck whether you feel uncomfortable or not. It's just choices, actions, and consequences. Don't learn to sell yourself. Fine. I don't give a shit. You're the one who ain't going to eat at the end of the week, not me. You're going to be the one going out to Tesco and to pick and choose what you put in your trolley because you can't afford it. Not me. Tesco? It'll be little and Aldi, mate. Well, Duns, whatever. <coughs> and, uh, and for some of them, they won't even have the choice because they'll be at the food bank with an open bag and they'll be praying that they get a uh, nice camp of soup. And, and, you know, one of the, as you know, one of the first things we do after setting your fucking rules and boundaries is, is drawing it into our clients to be very, very specific about whom they want to sell to. And the right people. Yeah. And it ain't just about... I mean, I remember once I, asked, I was mentoring a young copywriter. Must be 15 years ago now. And I said to him, who's your, who's your ideal client? Now, this is how long I've been doing this shit. 15 years, I was talk, yeah, 15 years ago, at least, I was talking about you need to know who your ideal client is before you do anything. You know, 15 fucking years. And most of the people you see, these social media marketing managers, 15 years ago, they were still barely able to wipe their ass. They weren't old enough. They couldn't fucking use a potty. Anyway ranting now but <clears throat> he said anyone with a credit card and that seems to be although i don't think any many people would be stupid enough to actually utter those words that's the way most people seem to be behaving it's how they operate certainly yeah yeah and i've seen it just this very morning people saying make it easy for your customers to buy from you maybe if you're an e-commerce store i'd agree with you if you're selling like ebooks or commodities absolutely if you're a coach or a consultant or a freelancer no fuck off the opposite should be true you want to make it difficult to do business with you to the extent you're making people you know you're training people and selecting them so the right people come through and those people will be obedient and compliant they will yeah. not just call you when they feel like it they will pay for everything you do they'll pay for a fucking consultation call and things the right people. so so we're talking about right clients, obviously, right now. Right here, right now. In, right here, you know, right we now. We know a song about that, don't we? Right here, right oh, now. Yeah. When, <laughs> when you define exactly what you mean when you say you need to find your right clients and make it crystal clear as to why it's important. I missed the question. What's the question? <laughs> we're talking about right clients. Yes. Yeah. Why is it so important to have the right clients? And what does it even mean to have a right client to an individual? Well, certainly for me, I mean, I think some people will have different nuances of why they want to do it. For me, I mean, objectively, for instance, it makes things like your marketing easier. Because if, you, if you're selling to one kind of person as opposed to the entire world, let's use, let's use a PT as an example. I use PTs a lot because what they do is, is it's the same. I mean, it's not rocket science. You, you, you progressively lift heavier weights. Yeah. You, you eat 
food, either more calories to, to gain weight or fewer calories to lose fat, <clears throat> and you do it consistently. That, that's about as much as, it, as difficult as it gets. I mean, I, I know there's fucking tricks and tips, and if, you, if you're going into down to 5% or 3% body fat to be a competitive bodybuilder, you need to go a little bit further. But we're not talking about We're talking about your average person. Me, 57 years old, I've got a six-pack. I do the same things a woman of 19 should probably be doing to get a similar effect. You know, it's not fucking wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> Bearing in mind, the thing itself is the same, broadly. The way you sell yeah. it is going to depend on whom you're selling to. The, the, the message you would use to sell to a man like me is very different from the message you would use to sell to me 30 years ago in my mid-20s, late-20s. When it's probably more about being on the beach and looking buff than it is living a little bit longer than you might otherwise do. You know, it's, so you'd have the same thing, different message. Well, if you are, <coughs> if you're a PT and you're selling the same thing to everyone, so Monday you might be working with a 19-year-old girl, Wednesday you're working with a guy in his 30s, just had his first baby, gone to see a little bit, wants to look nice for his wife, or then you're dealing with a guy in his 60s who's just been divorced, he's overweight, he's got, he's getting no sex whatsoever, um, he's realised he's single and unattractive. Three very different messages. But if you're selling to all of those without any consideration. What does your message boil down to? Generic, lose fat, gain muscle. Whereas yeah. if you've got the 60-year-old bloke, you can say, you know, you, you can get the younger women, you can look great in the nightclub, you can show the younger guys um, how it's done, you, you, can, you can look great naked, you'll have younger guys and their girlfriends ogling you in the street, which is what happened to me, genuinely. All those things. Well, that message won't work for a 19-year-old girl. It's the wrong message won't work for a 30 year old bloke either because he's the guy who's overweight seeing the older guy and his wife's going mm, look at that eh? you know so if unless you know exactly whom you're selling to your message becomes disparate and unfocused and therefore weaker consider say the power of a sniper's bullet picking off russian generals at 600 meters and fucking up the supply line <laughs> to a shotgun which is effective out to probably 30 or 40 yards <clears throat> yeah and that's why it's so important. So your ideal client is really is that the kind of person you would. My, my we me and my daughters have a saying, a laugh. Like Kate Beckinsale is really fucking hot. Most guys would crawl a mile over broken, dragging their balls over broken glass just to hear a fart down a walkie-talkie. Well, they are your ideal clients. Your ideal clients are people you would crawl for a mile over broken glass, dragging your testicles, yeah, just to hear them fart down a walkie-talkie, because they're that good. They're that. Please, that pleasant to work with, that easy to work with. So for me, there's a certain kind of woman, it's just fucking, it's a day, it's a dream, it's a dog, it's easy. They pay me a shitload of money, I do fuck all work and they get really good results. <clears throat> now then the other, the other side of things is the people you don't want to work with. Say the Mo Molans of the world. <laughs> or, <laughs> Abbott, what's the name, Abbott? That fucking stupid... Diane Abbott? Boy, Diane Abbott. That thick left-wing fucking moron. Well, you know, <laughs> take your pick. So it's important to know whom you don't want to work with. In fact, I would say it's more important to know whom you don't want to work with than it is to know who you do. Because you get a fantastic client, your dream client, it really changes your life. Might make it a bit easier, yeah. but you don't go home thinking, my day is fabulous because I've got this really good client. You get one bad client. It's a little bit like having a bad back or ball ache or a toothache. It fucks up everything while they're there. So one bad client can wreck your life. Really make it yeah. easy. 
So I'd say it's more important. I'd rather I'd rather turn away 10 superb clients by mistake than take on one bad one. You know? And so far in, in promotions and elites, I don't think we've had any bad clients, have we? We've had, you know, we've, we've, no. you know we, we get, we, we obviously have people who are our favourites, even though we don't have favourites, but we don't have any discounts. We, we've avoided that. And I've never had a dick in my elite either. Never, not one. Yeah. And I had a couple of kids in my inner circle who lasted about two weeks before I kicked them out. <clears throat> Most people so just don't do this, terms... though. They say they do. So how can they, they do it? <coughs> how can they start defining their right Look, and wrong client? Well, there's, there's a, the easiest way, and we've got an exercise we've talked about, 53 questions on it. But, I mean, notwithstanding that, if you don't want to do that, all you've got to do is just note down... Look at your, your, your best favorite clients, the, the people you've really enjoyed working with over the last few years. And you'll probably find they're very much like you are as a person too. You know, we tend to like people who are like us. Look at what makes them tick. So, and, and I mean everything. You know, because no one else has to see your questions, sorry, answers to your questions. You never have to explain or justify. So if you don't, you know, if you're white and you don't want to work with Indians or black people, don't. You know, I know it's not PC to say, and I think you'd be stupid to, to make that decision, but no one can stop you. And quite rightly so, nobody should stop you either. I mean, it's a fucking free world, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> make a list of all the desirable traits, the best things about the people you've worked with in the past. So are they men? Are they women? Are they black? Are they white? Are they tall? Are they short? Are they fat? Are they thin? All these things, that they might be irrelevant, but they also might be useful information. Their sexual polarity. I mean, I used to work with a mortgage broker. And I could never get him to do it, but I said you should really focus on gay couples because they've got they they want their own houses, they've got massive disposable income, but it just oh it feels wrong. I'm not asking you to shag these guys, just to fucking <laughs> sell them mortgages and take their fucking money, you know. Um, where do they live? What kind of cars do they drive? What TV programs? You build a pen picture of them, and then you do the same mm -hmm. exercise if you don't. If, you have, if you've never had <coughs> your ideal clients, because some people are new in business, some people have had so many shit clients, they just can't think of a good one. Some have never had any good ones. So make one up. Base it on yourself or your favourite TV character. Mm. James Bond would be a great client. You know, something like, you know, just for the sake of argument, James Bond or Sir Henry Cooper, the boxer, or... Idris Elba. I don't fucking know. It, oh man, that guy is so fucking hot. Idris Elba, you know, who make him up? Harry Potter. I don't fucking know. I don't need to know, but you do. And once they do know, what do they do? Well, then we've got a whole again another raft of exercises where you figure out what their problem is, what their pain is, and because they're all the same kind of people, okay, the pains are going to be very similar too. This is why it works so fucking well. Eighty twenty kicks. Thing. Of all the different problems they could, these people could have, 80% of them have got 20% of the problems. So your message becomes more and more focused. And it's just a, a question of working out your messages. So like my message is essentially, if you're a freelancer, coach, or consultant, or other service provider, professional service provider, and you're suffering from one of these three problems, can't get the right clients, can't charge the right fees, can't make it happen predictably, then, then it's going to those other bullshit, whatever. Yeah? But I, I call out who I'm speaking to and why they need to speak to me. Because <clears throat> they've all got the same yep. fucking problem. I've just done a print mm -hmm. ad for a certain magazine. And the girl who saw it said, this is, this is really hard hitting and spot on on every point. Really? 
You don't say. It's almost like I know what I'm talking about. Almost. Now, this stuff almost. is difficult, but people, I'll tell you what, people avoid doing it. One, because I think some don't realize they need to do it. You know, people join the freelance life, <coughs> hang out their shingle, coaches, consultants as well. They join the freelance life, they, they, or they embark on the freelance life with a vision of, oh, I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to work when I want. I'm going to do what I want. And that can be true. But what they either don't know or, or conveniently ignore is all the stuff that goes on. They're, 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 they, want all the, they want all the advantages and benefits and privileges of being a business owner working for themselves with none of the responsibilities. And the response, I mean, the, the what you get, the benefit of freelance life is the tip of the iceberg. There's all that shit below the waterline that has to be done. And if it's not done, the tip cannot rise above the waterline. It's got to be done. So whether you do it yourself or pay someone else to do it or have systems in place doing it for you is moot. The fact is it's got to be done. So marketing, sales, business processes, which is your, your bag, really, not mine. Business processes, um, infrastructure, technology. It's all got to be done, but they don't want to do all that. They just want to post on no. social media. Oh, yeah, it sells itself. Social selling. Right? And it doesn't fucking work. It just blows my piss. I think I ranted a bit there. You did rant a bit, and I'm worried about your health because you're not feeling very well. <coughs> I saw it's only cancer. I'll be dead soon. All right. That's I think a joke, by the way, for the listeners. Hey, what? I think we've been pretty succinct there. And uh, uh, I, I deal with clients. It, it, it can make your life so much better, so much quicker. Another thing as well, I didn't mention this, is your ideal client, and because you can then match your message and, and indeed your delivery to the ideal client, because again, with Phil, okay, there will be some differences, nuances in training a 19-year-old woman, a 30-year-old bloke, and a 65-year-old bloke. There will be. But if he's, got, if he's got one target market, he's only got to have one strand of delivery, one strand of marketing, yeah. one message. So delivery becomes mm -hmm. easier, quicker, more, more, more scalable too. Do you know what it does, John? Gives you an erection. And it gives you an erection, of course, but it gives people something far bigger and almost far more important. And there's almost a, there's a massive shortage of this at the moment, especially amongst freelancers. It gives, gives you a fucking focus. Oh man. Yeah. It gives you a focus. Yeah, I'm well. going to focus on this subsection of people. That allows you to focus on, as you were saying, exactly what you delivered to them. How can I deliver their dream outcomes with my services? And it, it focuses your front-end marketing. What are their pain points? And you can well, really actually, dial it in, dial it in <laughs> over time. You've just hit on a really important point there that most freelancers seem to miss. A lot of, a lot of freelancers are very big on this idea of, hey, I work with you collaboratively, right? Well... That's almost always, if you're, if you're an expert and a trusted advisor, that's a fucking big mistake because your client is not qualified to have an opinion about what you're doing. No, you've got to lead the ship. If you don't lead it, they'll lead you and they will shit all over because I, 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 see, I see copywriters posting these kind of half whining, but also half humorous and absolutely spot on and correct posts about clients who have 10, 10 lots of revisions and the CEO says, well, I don't like this sentence. I think it should say so-and-so because he's not a fucking copywriter. He's a CEO. He's, he's mm. allowed an opinion and he's paying the bills. But if he's paying a trusted advisor, he shouldn't be allowed to steer the fucking boat, you know? 
not not yeah, that we like her. Uh, it does my nothing, and and by not having a focus, that's what happens to you. Yeah, you you, you don't because you don't know what you're selling. You don't know what you're doing. You so you allow yourself to be guided by these people because you don't have a fucking clue. So you think they must. I mean, and I, I see these people saying, oh, we've got another round of client reviews. And I ask them, why do you allow your client the privilege of having opinions about your work? Don't you know what you're doing? Yeah. No, I mean, if I was to write a sales letter for someone again, and this is what I've been mean, having done for a long time, but I'll write them in, in a few conditions. One is you basically use what I give you as they're giving it to you, unless it's inaccurate, it's misrepresenting you, or it's bringing you or your business or your industry into disrepute. Okay. If it, if it, and other than that, you do what I you give you use it as it is. All you write it yourself. Yeah. I don't give a shit. But I'm not making any changes to it because I know what I'm doing and you don't. Yeah. And, and that has never let me down. You know, I don't because I know who I'm speaking to and I have my ideal clients and I've trained them from day one to do as they're fucking told. I don't get people saying, "Well, we're not accepting that." They don't even get anywhere near me if they won't accept that kind of treatment from me. Yeah, and also because <laughs> the marketing is front loaded with their problems. That you have a better quality of clients. They're coming to you with a problem and they haven't been spending hours on Google trying to figure out a solution, which unfortunately festers opinions. Oh, and people man. have a far too high and mighty opinion of themselves, let alone oh. the opinions that they hold. So if you've got a client with opinions, it is, it's game over. <laughs> you've heard the phrase, a little knowledge of the dangerous thing, haven't you? Yeah. When it comes to clients, it's never been so true that it's for clients because... You get a client come to you, say as a marketing guy, someone comes to me and says, yeah, I've done a bit of sales. And I think, oh, for fuck's sake. This is not going to go well because you're going to start giving me your opinion, aren't you? Now, you know yeah. a little bit about sales, but you've still got this fucking big problem and you're coming to me to solve it. So clearly what you know is either inaccurate or you don't understand it or you're not able to apply it. In which case, shut the fuck up and let me get on and do my job. Yeah, it's, it's like my brother. Is, I told you about him. You know, he's got a little side business Coffee hanging stuff. doors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got a little side business hanging doors. His worst client would be someone on a council estate who is a former carpenter who thinks, <laughs> who, yeah, who hasn't hung a door in 50 years but starts giving fucking opinions whilst he's hanging the door. <laughs> and especially if your brother's young. Exactly, because uh, they'll feel like, oh, I'm just helping the young man out. That's hmm. ego. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, it's, it's all ego. I've done a bit mm. of that. Oh, I know best. Yeah, that would be his worst client. But his dream client is the person who's recently bought the, the biggest house on the, the neighbourhood and they're doing a complete renovation and they want 30 new doors. And that's that's all they know. All they know is they want 30 new doors in this colour. man, just get on What's with the it. options? Send us the bill. Yeah, get, take the weekend, hang these 30 doors. Yeah, and, and we'll, a little uh, knowledge we'll pay the invoice. Do you want to hear a funny story about that? Just close. You will you will piss yourself laughing at God. One of my favorite Tell people. The story. On, we'll wrap one, of my, up. one of my favorite people on LinkedIn is a guy called Robin Horsfall. He's an ex-SAS guy. He's in those, you know, the pictures of the Iranian embassy siege going through the windows? He's in those pictures. Yeah. This guy oh, is, is, is he's an old man now, but he's tough, he's experienced. And when he speaks about things to do with the war and military, you listen because he yeah. knows what he's talking about. He, he posts regularly about the Ukraine-Russian thing. Fascinating stuff. I mean, it's really objective, objective, easily broken down so a non-military person like me can understand it. All right? The other day, he had someone trying to troll him on his posts. Bearing in mind, 
SAS experience, Embassy Siege Breaker, la di la di la. This guy's saying, what do you know about it anyway? Why should you call yourself <laughs> a victim? Who are you to tell us how this should be going? And I'm thinking, is this fucking real? It's SAS, you know? Like, you don't get much better than SAS. You know, I know you've got a fucking Moshe and you've got um, uh, the Navy SEALs and the Special Ops and Delta Force and people. But SAS is right up there with the best. Mm. XSIS, and you're asking him, what does he know about things military? Fucking hell, what kind of opinions. planet are you living on, mate? What are opinions like, John? Arseholes. We've all got one, and they all stink. And they're also like the opposite end of an arsehole? Penis. Oh, penis, yeah. Yeah, they're like penises. It's like I'd have one, but not to push it in other people's faces when they don't ask it. So... <laughs> If you like that style of delivery <coughs> and the, the thing about ideal clients and messages and all the rest of it, angels and demons, is, is practically what we predicated CAF 2 on. And we're delivering it live in June 11th and 12th at Stansted. You get exact details when you join us. If you're interested in joining us, go to, oh, actually email Holly. No, it's wellfedfreelancer.com, June-BC, I believe. Tell you what, just email Holly. Holly at growyourbusinessfast.gov.uk. Or alternatively, it is freelancer.com forward slash June dash BC. That's the one. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. And on that note, fuck off, fuckers. Fuck off, fuckers. We're fucking off. Uh, let me stop the recording. I'm on my phone, so...